Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. All right. Welcome to part two of this series of decluttering as a whatever type of mom that you are. So I've said this on the announcement episode and on the last week's episode, which was the working mom decluttering episode, that I really recommend you listen to all of these different roles because they overlap in certain ways. A lot of the struggles are the same. They just look a little bit different, right? Um, But it's really helpful to understand them all, to to understand them all. Maybe you've been in multiple ones, you know, multiple different roles and you've been trying to declutter and and live your life as different kinds of moms, whether it's a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, working outside of the home mom or work from home mom or an entrepreneur mom, whatever it might be. Um, There's some of these challenges are 
more when you're in a certain kind of role and they all have their own strengths. And so that's what this series is all about, the challenges and the struggles and the strengths of each role. And um, like I said, a lot of them overlap. So listen to all of these and listen to them more than once and come back to them if you're the type of mom role that you're in is changing or evolving to get some support and hear that you're not the only one who struggles with these things because we all do. We all struggle with these things. So today's episode is decluttering as a stay at home mom. And if you listened in on last week's episode, you know that when I, when I decluttered, I was working outside of the home, but I have been a stay at home mom. And there are, there are challenges and struggles as a stay at home mom. And there are a whole lot of strengths as a stay at home mom. And when I asked the Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, by the way, go join. It's like 40,000 moms at this point of moms who are decluttering all kinds of moms. You can find people who are dealing with the same things as you while they try to declutter, go find your people over in the group. We've got your back. But when I asked in the Facebook group, the struggles that stay at home moms said that they had were the same struggles that we have with like everything <laughs> as a stay at home mom, which on last week's episode, when I talked about working outside of the home, like the things that I struggled with decluttering while working outside of the home were true for not just decluttering. Like those were the things that I struggled with as a working mom in general. So these challenges as a stay at home mom, it was really nice to hear from you all that those struggles that I had when I was a stay at home mom are the same struggles that you all have as a stay at home mom. And we're going to talk about how that specifically affects your decluttering. So let's start with the challenges. The most obvious one and the most common one is that as a stay-at-home mom, you're always home. You are always home, right? And yeah, of course you can go places. You can go to the grocery store. You can go play dates. You can, you can go places, right? But you're always home. And so it feels like you are always in it. There really is no clear uh, line in the sand of like when you're at home, in doing these kinds of things versus when you're out of the home doing other kinds of things. It just kind of all blends together. And that's really exhausting. Um, I felt as a stay at home, I'm like that my days all kind of blended in together. It was really hard for me to compartmentalize things because I was always available. And because I was, well, you know, we'll just, we'll say available loosely. I was always there. <laughs> I was always in front of my family's face and it, least when I was working outside of the home, I did feel a little bit like I was getting a break. Right. Um, and I used to joke when I was working outside of the home that like going to work was the easy part. And then I'd got to go home and that's the hard part, right? Because I'm tired and everybody wants something from me and everybody missed me. And, and there's still work to be done at home. And obviously that's not true. It is not true. <laughs> um, but you know, that's what I said to make myself feel better about it because I was really struggling. But, you know, when you are a stay-at-home mom, you really, you really get a chance to like be kid-free. Um, there's not a lot of clear lines. There's not a lot of compartmentalizing. There's not a lot of boundaries with your time and with your energy. You are the one that's always there. You are the one that everybody sees. You are the one that everybody knows. Like, you're not going to work. So you're at home. And to them, that means that you're available, right? Whether that's true or not. Um, it's just, I think for a lot of us, the perception, um, the kids are always there. So 
we we don't really get time alone, which even as a working outside of the home mom, you don't really get that either. Um, occasionally, very rarely, I would use a paid time PTO, like my, my paid time off and send the kids to daycare and go home and clean. But I mean, I didn't have a lot of PTO and that just wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't a strategy I could use a lot. Um, but it, it was something that could happen, but you rarely get a chance to be kid free. It's like 24, seven, 365. They're always there. They always need something. <laughs> um, you've always got to work around them and it's exhausting. And it almost in a way, if, it, and if any of this doesn't ring true for you, that's okay. But for me, it felt like the home and decluttering and cleaning because I was a stay at home mom felt like it was more of my responsibility, right? Because I was the one that was there all the time. Like that was my domain. It was my role. It was my job. It was like, you know, that's, that's what it was, whether that's right, wrong, good or bad. Like, it's just what happened. Um, I, I, I took on the majority of that responsibility. And for a long time, I struggled to delegate. I struggled to ask for help um, because I felt guilty because, you know, like my husband works outside of the home. Um, I should be able to do this. And again, that's just how I felt. Um, and then the other thing that I struggled with was that when I wasn't making my own money, I, I found it difficult to spend money on myself, whether it was justified or not, whether it was something that would help us all as a family or not. Um, I did. I just felt that way. And so I think those are a lot of the common struggles that stay-at-home moms feel. And those are the things that get in the way of decluttering, right? Specifically, like just everything kind of blending in to your day, it being all your responsibility, not getting a whole lot of separation or clear-cut lines. And when things happen, like it's all on you. Like you've got to create the schedule. You have to find the time to do it. And um, nobody's going to hold you to it but you, right? So... Those are the struggles, not with the strengths, because there are a lot of strengths and benefits to being a stay-at-home mom as you are trying to declutter. And the funny thing is, is that the strength is also <laughs> the struggle, right? The strength is that you are there. You are at home more. You do have a lot more flexibility in your time and figuring things out. And it might not be super flexible where you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, um, I'm, and I'm just sharing this from my own perspective, but I do have a lot more flexibility when I was a stay at home mom versus when I worked outside of the home, because I could do things like work during the kids nap time. If they napped, I could lay down with them and say, I'm napping with them today. Um, or not. Um, I could, I just, there was a lot more flexibility and I was home all the time, which meant that I was more in touch with you know, what we're actually using on a regular basis. I was able to see the things at my home, which was a big deal for me. Like I could see the messes. I could see what needed worked on. I could see what was being used and not used. Um, what was in the way, what was not in the way of our day-to-day -day life. Um, just being around it all, it, it's hard. That is definitely one of the challenges, but it's also the strength. You are there. You have the flexibility to be there. Um, and of course you might homeschool. You might volunteer. You might have a lot of other responsibilities outside of your home, but ultimately you are still the one who gets to decide what you're doing. And I talked about this on the last episode um, when we talked about working outside of the home, like balancing your time and making these short-term sacrifices for long-term benefits. 
you can do that too as a stay-at-home mom. If you are a homeschooling mom, it is absolutely okay to say, we're going to take a couple of weeks off and I'm going to focus on decluttering and school, you know, homeschooling is part-time right now or, Hey, you get a break. Right. And we've homeschooled twice, um, in our parenting journey so far, twice over the last 13 years for about a year each time. And that is one of the beauties of staying at home and homeschooling is that you do have that flexibility. You do have it. Um, you get to make those decisions, but that also makes it hard because then you have to be the one to make those decisions, right? Um, you carry a strong leadership position in your home is, and you can make these decisions and you can set the tone and you can lead and you can delegate. Those are strengths that every mother has. Um, but I really want to drive that home for the stay at home moms as well Is like, that is your domain. And that is your, your role, right? You get to set the tone. You get to lead. You get to make these decisions. You get to choose how you're spending your time. You get to create that flexibility. Um, and just like I really drove home the point on the last week's podcast episode about making these short-term time sacrifices where you feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm not spending time with them. I'm not doing the homeschooling. I'm not playing with them. They're watching way too much TV. Like I, and you're telling yourself things like, oh, I should be able to do all this. I should be able to like keep up on the house and pay 100% attention to the kids and do all these amazing things. But it's just not possible to do all of the things and decluttering. If you can do it for a short amount of time and get it done, will pay you dividends in the form of time, energy, presence, play, fun, all of these things with your kids in the future. And when we decluttered our home in 2013, it took me about a month of like, our situation was unique. We were moving across the country. I had to get rid of everything. And it still took me a month. Um, it took me a month and I wasn't a fun mom and I wasn't engaged and I wasn't playing with them. I was giving them the iPad and Netflix and, um, ordering pizza way too much. All of these things that made me feel really bad, but it's been almost nine years now of being on the other side of that and still having nine years later, more time, more energy than I did pre decluttering. Even though we've added two kids to our family, I've started a business, we've moved across country many, many times, all of these things, I still have that time and energy. And so spending that one month of time, 100% worth it. I would absolutely do it again every single time. And that's what I want to remind you of today is that you're going to make these short-term sacrifices while you're staying at home with your kids, while you're feeling like you should air quote, should be doing more, go listen to the podcast episode that I did a few weeks ago on should if you tell yourself you should declutter, go listen to that episode. Um, but it's totally okay to put certain things on the back burner and reprioritize things temporarily to create something better in the future. It's 100% okay. You can do that. Now, the final strength of um, decluttering as a stay-at-home mom that I think is uniquely different from like somebody who works outside of the home, um, and we'll cover work-from-home moms next week, but it's that bite-sized projects are generally, not always, depends on the season of life that you're in, but bite-sized projects are generally more doable as a stay-at-home mom only because you usually are at your physical home a lot more time than moms who work outside of the home. And therefore you can do these bite-sized projects throughout the day, this 10 or 15 minutes here, 
during the day a lot easier than somebody who isn't physically at home every day. And that is a huge strength for you. And I want to remind you of that, that yeah, it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. It is hard. It is exhausting. It often feels thankless. (laughs) It's overstimulating. It is sometimes boring and mundane to stay at home, but you do have a huge advantage in just physically being there and having the flexibility to be there if you want to be there. So tips for you um, that I think will help you declutter as a stay-at-home mom is to schedule in blocks of time to create bite-sized projects that you can do over time. Also, my course, Decluttering Simplified, has all of those little tiny decluttering projects for you to do. They're all put in order so that when life happens and you get distracted, you can just get back into your course and pick up where you left off and check those projects off as you go. Um, Schedule those in and create those bite-sized projects that you can do throughout the day. Create a vision for your home. Lead your family down this path. This is true for all moms, not just stay-at-home moms, but um, create the vision for your home. Lead your family down that path. Really take ownership of your role within your family dynamic to create the home environment that you want and make it your ideal workspace, which is the final thing that I wanted to drive home for the stay-at-home moms is that your home is your workspace. It's all of our workspaces because we're all moms who are raising kids in our homes, but especially if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're there all the time, and especially if you're doing something like homeschooling, that is your workspace. (laughs) Just like you would make your workspace at an office or a job easy for you to work in, treat your home that same way. Make it easy for you and your family to be there because you are doing work. Okay. So that is it for decluttering as a stay-at-home mom. I hope that this is helpful for you. And I just wanted to remind you that this is a series of different kinds of moms. I recommend listening to all of them. I recommend it just because they all over, they overlap in certain ways. I think you'll get value and tips from all of them. I think it's helpful to understand what other people's struggles are compared to your strengths um, and your struggles, because you can, you know, have empathy and be like, wow, like, that must be really hard (laughs) to have to deal with that. And it can help you understand your situation better and take advantage of the the strengths that you do have a lot better. So go listen to those episodes. And if you do want more decluttering support, check the, the description of this podcast episode. I've got Clear Your Clutter, which is the free decluttering toolkit for moms. It will help you avoid common decluttering mistakes. It will help you work past just in case clutter and what if clutter that you keep, um, a decluttering checklist for you, some other things that I can't, oh, the three essential components of a decluttering plan. If you want to start and finish decluttering your home as a mom, um, lots of really good stuff in there and it's free, or you can get into decluttering simplified, which is the declutter your entire house start to finish course where I give you exactly everything that you need to do, follow step-by-step. It's got bite-sized projects put in order for you that you can follow start to finish. It's got enough structure to keep you on track plus enough flexibility so that you can actually do it as a mom. And there is an amazing community of all kinds of moms attached to it. I have had working moms, stay-at-home moms, homeschool moms, single moms, foster moms, adoptive moms, all kinds of moms in there. So that's what decluttering simplified is. You can find the information for that in the description of this video or go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash 
Decluttering Simplified. I would love to support you in this. And that is it for this week's episode. Next week, we are covering work from home moms. And then I might do one for entrepreneur moms. We will see. Um, But thanks so much for listening. And I will see you around on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.